Welcome to the Helena Dickinson in a Handbasket podcast. This is Drew Van Fossen and Tyrell Brown reporting to you from Drew's living room and Tyrell's living room via Zoom because we're trapped because of this COVID disaster. Uh, what we're going to be talking about in this fourth episode is something we've been joking about a little bit, which is Karen's. Now, for those of you unfamiliar with the internet, Karens are the worst people in the service industry, the worst ones you want to deal with. But also, these are people, and I won't expand upon that more, uh, that have no respect for human life. So, what we're going to do is we're going to tell a couple of stories uh, that we've seen publicly. I've got a couple of personal stories as well, but I'm going to let Tyrell take it away with a couple of things that we've been talking about tonight. So, Tyrell, what do you got for me? Okay. So, as I was telling you earlier, I was at work the other day, and I took a break, and I was scrolling through Instagram, as one naturally does while they're at work, because... Let's not let's not lie to ourselves. We we all do it. Anyways, I come across I come across like this discover meme, and it's just this gal freaking the fuck out for some reason. I don't remember exactly what was happening with it, but I noticed the page was called Karen's Going Wild. So I click on it, and it is just video after video after video of women from all walks of life just losing their shit but then there's also men losing their shit so then i discovered that they also have another page called kevin's going wild so it's like they complement each other and they work with each other to post these videos of basically just these middle-aged people going fucking crazy and then, i mean that's just that's what it's about it's it's the baby it really should just be combined and called baby boomers going crazy but anyways can that's, i can i tell I can, my can, life has changed i followed both of them and i am so glad because they put so much content out there can i just say there is a section of the and and this is not a millennial versus baby boomer argument this is real world because we've lived it having been in the service industry that there is a segment of the baby boomer generation who has never worked a retail job, a fast food job, a waiting, bartending, any type of job. They got a job from daddy when they were young, and they love, love to mistreat people that they feel are inferior to them. Absolutely. Um, and these people, like, even if you give them great service and they have nothing to complain about, they also are the type of people that just have their noses in the air and don't, like, especially in a serving job or a bartending job, don't really acknowledge you as a person. You're just there to take their orders, so they don't even make eye contact with you. And maybe some of them are just shy or whatever, but no, some I of them are just that. genuine pieces of shit that have no idea that, you know... It's a person with feelings that's serving you. It's, uh, it, yeah, it, they're, they're people that, it, it's funny with the Karen stuff because you, you, in most of the memes that you'll see online, it's, it's women that are usually bleach blonde hair have been dyed. Uh, it's cut very short in the back. It's like long bangs that are swooped to the side. 
Yep. And you'll see these memes all over the internet, and that's not too far from the truth. Yeah, exactly. So it, it, um, I'll start it off with one Karen story, and this comes straight from reality. I had a gal, and this is probably 2005, 2006. I was newly working at McDonald's. For those of you who listen to our first podcast, you'll kind of uh, understand the, the strifes we went through working at a fast food restaurant. But I was working first window, and this gal came through, and she ordered two filet of fish. Not too odd. But she wanted something specific on the filet of fish. And she told me, which is what any asshole in a drive-thru or on the front counter who's ordering will tell you, I've had this order mixed up every time I've come here. And my first response in my head, but I don't say it, is why do you continue to come here, you moron? And it's because they can't cook or take care of themselves. So that's number one. Okay, number two, she said, it better be right. And so I took extra special care to make sure her order was put in correctly. And it was put in correctly. And I went back to the grill people. And I was like, listen, mongrels, you need to get this order right or this woman's going to tear me a new one. And they're like, yeah, we got it. We got it. And so they made these two filet fishers for her, fries, drinks, whatever she needed. And uh, then they handed the order out. Well, this woman starts actively tapping on the second window, like aggressively, like almost breaking the glass. She's like, boo, 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 boo. And so the poor gal, who was probably 14 or 15, answered the window, and the woman, threw the bag at this gal. Now, at the time, I was semi-shift manager, and so I'm the one that has to now deal with this woman who had her order wrong. Now, I can't remember what got wrong. It was missing like a pickle, or it was less than she wanted tartar sauce, or whatever it was on these filet of fishes, but it was wrong again. So I went up, to talk to this Karen, open up the window. I said, ma'am, what was wrong? And we'll rectify it. We'll get it right. And she launches into this. Every time you, you always get my order wrong. Every time I come to this restaurant, how smart do you have to be to make a food order? And I stopped her right there because I'm, I'm a little bit older, a little bit wiser. And I turned to her and I said, ma'am, Please quit insulting me. I will rectify whatever the problem is going to be. And she's like, well, you better. I'm going to call your manager. And I said, I'll give you my manager's number. There's cameras on us right now. We, what do you want me to do? She's like, well, go ahead and get remake it back. So I go back to the grill. I get everything remade. Uh, I, I double check it. Everything looks good. I hand it out the window. Close the window. I said, have a good day, ma'am. And she clo I closed the window. She taps on the window again. And she is furious. She's like, you did not get it right this time around again. 
And she says, you are an idiot, and I need your manager's number. And I say, you know what, ma'am? Here it is. And I basically took out the receipt from the from the bag, wrote my manager's number down at the time, put it in the bag, sealed it up, gave it to her, closed the window, and locked it. And, and I was like, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. And then I called my manager and I said, you're about to get a call from a very furious Karen. So uh, just be aware of that. And I did everything in my power to make her happy. But she's obviously not happy with her own life at this point. So right. that's what you do with a Karen. And by the way, idiots that complain to your servers in restaurants and waitresses and waiters, when you do that, there are things done behind the scenes that you aren't aware of, especially if you're an ultimate dick. So these are teenagers and young 20-year-olds serving your food. So don't mess with the people that serve your food. That's all I'll say. But anyways, that's my story. <laughs> I don't know if you ever had a Karen experience. I, I didn't have a Karen experience, but when when we worked there in high school, I had a Kevin experience. More mm. fucking real. You remember the Big Mac guy that just like lost his shit? Were you there that night? <clears throat> uh, no, there was a uh, there was a father of a kid we went to school with. That's the one. Oh, of a kid that we went to school with. No, this was just a random kid. Oh, okay. No, I don't know this one. No. Okay. So it was okay. So backstory. God damn it. We're getting back on McDonald's again. That's all right. Tell this quick story and we'll get off Karen's. Oh, perfect. Okay. So, real quick. So when we worked in high school, one thing I want you guys to picture is right next to our McDonald's that we worked at in high school, there was a <clears throat> there was a truck stop. So truckers would come over all the time. They'd walk inside to get their food and then they'd leave. Well, there was this young kid that came in, and I know he came in from what side he came in at, and he ordered two Big Mac meals with two pops or whatever. So he fills the pops and he like sets them on the side counter. And this kid just was not very bright. Like he had no idea what uh, what he was supposed to order. So, anyways, he ordered it, sent him out of his way. I'm on my break. All of a sudden, this big hulking, just fucking, I mean, he looked like a Mack truck himself. This big guy comes in, and he's got this kid by the collar, and he's like, who took your order? And the kid's like, Brian. I'm like, oh, fuck. I took his order. Which, who takes your kid on the road truck driving? Anyways, that's a whole other story. We can get into that at a different point. But anyways, he goes, I am deathly allergic. We're both deathly allergic to... Uh, pickles and onions and i know my son asked for no pickles and onions on our big macs but you didn't get it right i get paid by the hour do you know what that means if we would have ate that we would have ended up in the hospital and i would have lost money i mean he was just yelling at me on counter so i go back to the kitchen didn't ring it in and i go back to to the kitchen lead and i was like can you make me two big macs with no pickles and onions. Like, I was, like, so, I was, like, about to cry. I was so flustered with it. And so, anyways, they make it. I put it in the bag. I get him new fries. I hand it to him. I was like, I'm sorry about that, sir. And he goes to walk away. And I was like, wait a second. 
do you realize there's onions and pickles in the mac sauce? He goes, well, yeah, we can eat those for some reason. I don't know why, but we can eat those. And I was like, and then I felt much better about my life. And that was the true Kevin <sighs> moment that I had to live through. But I was like 16 years old and this big fucking guy was just yelling in my face about Big Macs. Yeah, you ever you ever get behind those people anymore uh, in line at like Walmart or a retail store or something? I, yes, given- I know exactly what you're talking about, and I bounce. I, I can do. You know what I'm I? Like- you know what I've done before? I've actually stopped those people, and I just say, "Why are you so upset right now?" Like th- this, this uh, cashier has nothing to do with why you're upset. And you need to treat her with respect because she is doing her damn job. It upsets me. I still, to this day, I want to write a book about how everybody in America needs to write um, or needs to work a job at a fast food industry or retail or do something that's a service industry job. It should be mandatory service, just like I think Japan does it. Don't patron there. Like, if you're going to be an asshole, don't patron that. People don't want you there. We have no understanding of that. Nobody is, I mean, we have a couple people. So one thing, and so when I worked at Medora full-time, the the mentality was excellence and hospitality, which is understandable because it is a tourist town. I mean, you can call it whatever you want to call it, but it's, it's a tourist town. People come there on vacation and they spend their money. So you want to have really good hospitality, but... There would be some people that would come there and they would be absolutely terrible human beings. And we like towards the end, people started talking about it and it was like a real thing. Like it's okay to fire a customer. If they make your staff miserable, nine times out of 10, they're really not bringing you a whole lot of business. So you just gotta, I mean, you just gotta move on from it. Just like some people just suck. And there's been a, like a couple people at, like at, at Blue that have been terrible people to have in there. And I would love to just be like, you know, you're not welcome here, but it's tough. Yeah. No, pu- and public service is a, it, it's a tough job too. Um, I, uh, I won't invite too much of my work life into this, but uh, yeah, when I deal with certain, let's call them, customers uh it's never fair and and guess what the customer isn't always right that is the stupidest motto i've ever heard well that's why they tried to change it they say some people will say this is why i tell my people is the customer isn't always right but the customer always comes first sure i'm good with something like that the customer isn't always right though and if someone just sucks, period, like, the, it's okay to tell them, be like, you know what, you're you're a garbage person. By so the just, way, when most <laughs> normal people order a burger and they get they don't want pickles on it, but it comes with pickles, you know what the average person does? Takes the friggin' pickles off and eats the damn burger. Right. Because it's not worth that. the effort. To get a new one made. No, they were definitely allergic though, so they would have gone to the hospital. Bullshit. They, who who is allergic to pickles? Get them. You deserve to die. 
<laughs> but you know what? They can have the ones in the max. You know what? The max People such- allergic to peanuts have ruined my airplane flying experience as well. Because every time they're like, do you want a cookie? Or do you want some of these uh, crackers over here? And I'm like, I want some peanuts. It's got protein. It's the stuff that I need. But because AKJ Simmons over here uh, can't, if they even smell a peanut, they're going to die. I'm like, then you're a weaker species. You, We need to weed you guys out. You know what? <laughs> Open up the rest of the government. I don't care. Weed the rest of you. What's that? I'm allergic to almonds. Well, I have no sympathy for you. <laughs> no, I randomly became allergic to almonds, which I found out that if you have seasonal allergies in one of my mother's Reader's Digest, which God bless her. Your mom still reads Reader's Digest? Information with me. Yes. That yes, used to be on my reader. toilet growing up. <laughs> yeah. My mom still rocks it. It's in the bathroom a good toilet read anyway she showed me this article and apparently if you have seasonal allergies you can randomly become allergic to any fruit nut or vegetable at any point in your life so i used to love almonds and i would even like snack on them in class and then just a few years ago i i ate some in like cereal and like my throat got scratchy and it was i was like wheezing and then I was just eating almonds and I had like a really bad react. I mean, it didn't like completely close, but like I had to take uh, Benadryl and shit for it. And so I was like, what the fuck? And now I can't eat almonds. Yeah, that's a little weird. I didn't um, I didn't have allergies as a kid. Um, and then when I turned 25, I started getting seasonal like hay fever and my Every single time it goes from spring to summer, I've got dry eyes. I, uh, I'm sneezing. What's that? We need to get some NAFCON eye drops. They're the best. Well, I do use Benadryl and I do use eye drops quite a bit, but, uh, yeah, it's weird. Like you just develop allergies all of a sudden. It's probably your immune system breaking down. That's why old people are dying left and right. Yeah, this, and we're getting old, Drew. We're in our 30s. I know. It's disappointing. You're pretty much bald. I'm fat as shit. <laughs> At least I'm not fat. <laughs> I'm skinny and I'm balding. That's 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 what's going for me. Although I do, I do need, I'm getting close to being like, okay, it's starting to get to the biker length. So I need to start shaving my beard. I think keep rocking it. Well, Rock. I'm going to keep it going as long as this crisis is going. And keep on that beard balm, that beard oil, make sure you moisturize it, take care of it, do your daily due diligence. The problem you know, is if I eat food, food gets caught in the beard. And then I'm just like, ooh, snack. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> <laughs> it's like second breakfast. Oh, man. Uh, well, we got started on the subject of Karen's. Um, okay. What other now, f- what things? What else are we talking about? I don't know. 
interesting things are going on. The fact of the matter is, is that my life has been pretty non-interesting for the last four months. Um, it's been some work in the office, some work from home. I've hiked more than I have in probably my entire life. Uh, I've gotten to know all the neighborhood dogs because uh, this one over here likes to uh, uh, play with them and they come and attack the fence. So that's fun. Uh, I've picked up guitar a little bit more. Uh, lots of movies and Netflix and beyond that, it's just been kind of boring. Not much to speak of. Were you, were you, uh, locked out of your office for a while or did you work from home for a while there? I did for like three weeks when I was still full time with the FI project. And now, but as soon as I took over as uh, the manager at Blue, I was straight to work. I was there every fucking day. I think the first two or three weeks, and now I've started to take Sundays off. Then like half days or partial days during the week. Yeah. Yeah, that's been interesting. We're still uh, delivering uh, meals to families and doing what we can. Um, I find it hilarious how as soon as we opened, Gallatin County had about six or eight new cases the first day. Uh, that's because everybody from California and Washington is bringing their diseases to us. So um, everybody who thinks there's not going to be a second wave of this is out of their mind. I mean, like we might have an all right summer, because tourism is one of our biggest money makers here in Montana, but uh, we are going to see. Oh boy, I don't even know what to expect in the fall, and I don't think anybody does. So it's it's going to be interesting. I like your hair. You got a nice little pompadour going there. Huh? I like your hair. You got a nice little pompadour going there. You know, I was just going to ask if it looks too boy bandish right now. No. But like, I liked it when your hair was long. Oh, I called you luscious locks there for a long time because I was oh. jealous of your hair. It was so long for, for a minute there. Like mine, I, I'm like turning into Rob Corddry from The Daily Show. And I've got like okay. little patches that aren't coming in. And then the back's going too. And... I'm yeah, just, why don't you do one of those salons that like puts like the glued toupee kind of thing on, but they cut it into your hair so it doesn't look like a toupee. Like, I, I, I doing would that. pay money for you to get that done. Oh my god! And no if there way. Was one in Helena, and you tried it once, you would do it regularly. And I wouldn't blame you. I would do the same thing. I have had friends and family members recommend Rogaine, recommend Propecia, recommend other. Uh, I had another one, dioxin or something like that. Anyways, I used a couple of those, and then I, and then I looked at the price of them. And I'm like, I'm not paying forty, fifty bucks a week just to keep this going. Like, I it's much easier to just shave it and lotion. It's a lot easier to do that. So it's gonna fade over time. I let it grow out a little bit. I'll probably shave this again, and then it's yeah. I don't know. Do you ever feel like a, 
uh, cancer patient that's slowly, slowly, very slowly losing their hair. Oh well, we're all dying, so you know I'm I'm ready for the big sleep at this point. So just just any day, let it, let it happen. I've done I've done enough. I've seen enough. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, I, I I don't really care all that much. It's like if I have to go to that effort to take care of my physical appearance, it's like. Doesn't matter. Who cares? But people might feel differently. So I can't judge them. Truth. Truth. Ugh. Did the hot springs open back up yet? You know, I don't think it did. Funny yeah, thing no. is, though. That's one thing that bums me out. I was getting into swimming before all this happened. And then they closed the, the rec center here in town, which they actually have a really nice... Our rec center in Dickinson, like, it's kind of like a little oasis in this little shitty North Dakota town. Once the hot springs opens up fully here, I need you over here because, dude, you have no idea what it looks like now. They opened up their new pools. It is amazing. I know. You told me about it, and I need to come see it. Yeah. But first, I need to do a cleanse. We should do that. <laughs> we'll get something together. Um, yeah, I, I definitely want to be doing a lot of camping and a lot of, uh, traveling this summer when, when I can get the time off. Um, and, uh, dude, it'd be awesome if we could just like meet somewhere and hang out or whatever. Uh -huh. But, uh, well, I'm yeah. down. well, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see if, whatever happens when this whole entire state opens up, if they're going to explode with diseases or not, or if it's going to mutate or if it's going to infect more people. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm luckily still employed. So that, that's a nice thing. I know a lot of people who have been furloughed or laid off or are on unemployment. So Seems like the hairdressers are the ones that are bitching the most. And I'm like, well, at least I can do my own hair. This is dead air time. You know that. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You got to keep it going for a few more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me a joke. Distracted. I was looking at the supplement one of my employees sent me today. That's like a 10-day cleanse. You don't get to eat at all on it for 10 days. Oh, so you got like, fast? It's it shakes. Oh, you want to know one thing, how I lost a lot of weight? Um, I do a daily fast. Um, I don't eat breakfast. Um, I eat a snack right about noon. And then I don't eat until uh, late in the evening. And that's kind of helped me lose a lot of weight. Now, I don't know if that's the healthiest thing to do, but I've also seen studies where it's not great to eat breakfast every single morning. So uh, what we were taught as kids, and, and actually I, I have a very sensitive stomach, and my one parent used to force feed me toast and juice and fruits every morning. 
And I used to go to morning basketball practices and throw up in the uh, trash can because my stomach couldn't handle it. Yeah. So I've never been like a morning breakfast person. And like it takes it takes my stomach like an hour or two to get like awake and digesting and getting up and running. And then I can eat. And it's usually a smaller breakfast. These fat asses that can like get up and like eat four eggs and six bacon and ton of hash browns and four pieces of toast. I'm like, no wonder you're morbidly obese and you're going to get diabetes and die at the age of 62 from stroke, you idiot. Anyways, I'm not saying everybody's health is everybody's health, but I got to tell you what, since I've lost weight, I feel better than I've ever felt because I can take hikes now without being winded. Like when I was over 200 pounds, I was struggling up staircases. So you got to, you got to keep it at whatever you want to. And it's tough. It's, you got to regulate. So I don't know. I don't know what the secret is. Everybody's body's different. So. Truth. All right. Well, on that note, I think that's going to end episode four of the Helena Dickinson in a handbasket podcast. I'll talk to you guys on episode five. Take care. <laughs>